welcome to Blue Notes On Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. I think, I think board uh, visibility and awareness around cyber safety, cyber security, cyber risk uh, is a lot better today than it used to be. And they're all being told they need to be aware of the cyber risks that the organizations that they're stewards of are exposed to. Now, that awareness doesn't mean they actually understand it. Today, ANZ's Paul Burrow chats with McAfee's Ian Yip about technology, online safety, and board responsibility around information security. We hope you enjoy the discussion. So, Ian, welcome to uh, ANZ's Blue Notes, where we get to talk all things um, cyber and business and finance and technology. One of the things you know, within the information security office here we're interested about is is how we protect information um, and trying to have the, the appropriate balance between, you know, protection and privacy, but not, you know, not scaring people around um, online as well. What, what, what's your view? What, what is McAfee seeing uh, broadly in the marketplace? Uh, I think it needs to be balanced between, um, like, as you said, protection versus, I think, usability. So it's, it's, a, it's a mind, mind shift change in or rather mindset change in how we've always communicated security in the past so it's as simple as trying to enable people to do things rather than just preventing them from doing stuff yeah so the underlying message needs to be we're here to help you do things but do things safely rather than we're here to stop you from doing things so that appropriate level of balance comes down to what you're actually trying to do so you're trying to do something like banking for example your risk profile there is going to be fairly high so there's probably going to be a little bit more security consideration in terms of how you do it safely but if you're just browsing or maybe even some low level social media type activity maybe you don't care as much mm. one of the things that you mentioned in a presentation to ANZ earlier this week was around um, the use of mobile devices it's obviously on the increase mm. everything's mobile first but the also increasing nature of malware on mobile devices as well what, what, what's the insight that you can provide around that well, obviously, the, the number of malware instances that we've captured uh, are still quite high in the traditional laptop server sort of area. Uh, but in terms of the increase and the rate at which we're seeing the number of malware instances that we capture uh, are going up, hmm. uh, it's going up more exponentially in the mobile space than it is in the traditional space. Hmm. And we expect that to continue even more when it comes to, to more connected devices around the place, specifically around you know, the Unit of Things and uh, just connected world in general. Um, one of the other great subjects you were talking about today was IoT or the Internet of Things, and everything really is the Internet of Things today. Um, you know, we hear a lot about you know the the evolution of Siri and how that's starting to evolve into people's lives. Amazon's Echo, as well as um, some of their other devices. What do you see happening around IoT at the moment? What are, what are maybe some of the great things, but some of the things that we should be conscious of? So the great things around IoT are just making our lives more seamless. So doing things a lot more easily and with a lot less friction. So as, as simple as, I, I was at an event yesterday and one of the examples that came up was transport. So it's as simple as when you go to the platform of the train, IoT, if you've got the right sensors in the train carriages, uh, your device should be able to tell you you need to go to the first carriage if you want a better chance of getting a seat because right. the, the back half of the train is completely full. So IoT sensors in these instances are the things that actually tell you the capacity and uh, where people are in terms of the concentration. So just one example. So that makes just life in general easier. 
the risks are that the uh, it's, it's a lot harder to control in terms of remaining safe, and particularly around cyber safety and privacy, because uh, because it's so new. There's not a lot of regulation and sort of thought put into security at that 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 sort of layer. Um, so it makes it that much more difficult to defend. Yeah, right. I mean, do you see it as a as a critical, um, or I guess a game changer? IoT is it, is it maybe a necessary for all major organisations to be taking on board, or what, what do you see the role of financial services, for example, around IoT? I think they need they need to take into consideration in terms of how they protect their internal networks, internal systems, and also their customers, mm. because. We always use the word IoT, but um, people don't buy IoT, people don't use IoT. They just live their lives and things get connected. So I think if we think more in terms of, okay, everything's going to be connected to absolutely everything else. How do we protect people and keep them safe in the cyber, hyper-connected digital world that's uh, upon us? One of the things that we see within the security teams within ANZ is around getting people to really own and take responsibility around cybersecurity. A lot of a lot of customers um, see the role of the banks um, to be providing all the security, but obviously the individual plays a key part as well. What's your view around how we can get individuals to care or take more responsibility around security? What what, what should they be doing? What can they do? Um, and how do we break through the messages when there's you know there's um, Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, all these messages coming at them. Why, why should consumers care? Yeah, so I, I think you've touched on a really good point there. A lot of times the weak point actually is the human. You can put all the technology controls you want in place, but if the human does something they shouldn't be doing, then there's there's very little we can do as, as defenders to protect what, the, what you're trying to protect. Now, so that's why education plays a huge part in every single environment I've worked with or every single organization I've spoken to education is always one of the key things that has to be addressed properly and it has to evolve. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fine balance between uh, educating somebody uh, and making them care about it versus uh, raising the alarm unnecessarily. So we don't necessarily want to scare them, but there needs to be a level of vigilance that we uh, impart upon them in terms of telling them these are the kinds of things that can happen, these are very real examples, and these are the implications and this is the impact to both you as an individual and everyone around you and the organization if it happens. What about this evolving, well, mandatory data breach, I should say, mandatory data breach notification Mm -hmm. is coming into Australia next year and we're seeing the role of boards and directors change around their responsibility when it comes to information security. What's your view on that? How is it going to change or not change the environment? Uh, so boards are an interesting one. I think I think board uh, visibility and awareness around cyber safety, cyber security, cyber risk uh, is a lot better today than it used to be. And they're all being told they need to be aware of the cyber risks that the organizations that they're stewards of are exposed to. Now, that awareness doesn't mean they actually understand it. So there's a bit of work left to be done in terms of telling them what it actually means. So very often... I think a lot of organizations brief the board on their cyber posture or the cyber risk posture and cyber risk exposure to say these are the things we really should care about. Um, the trick there is just to make sure that it's done in a plain language and non-technical ways to do to tell them this is what's happening. Uh, and that's what a lot of security teams have issues with in terms of the translation. I think translation is a key word, particularly in translating between the technical teams that are 
on the ground day in day out having to defend and then actually telling the people who aren't necessarily technical how that impacts the, the organization, how that impacts the business, what that does for the risk profile, uh, and the things that can happen if a breach occurs. If, if there's, say, people who are on a board or an executive now, and they know they should be asking these questions of their technology teams, yep. what kind of questions should they be asking of their technologists, um, and, and what kind of things should they be getting briefed on? You know, without necessarily even having to ask, because sometimes there's that there's that issue of known knowns and unknown unknowns. You yep. know, the the whole Donald Rumsfeld thing. So, where where do you start? What should people know? At the very least, uh, board members should know the key threats and risks that the organisation's exposed to. So, if it's it's almost always going to be a data breach risk of sorts. But I think providing some colour and context that this is how we're most likely to be breached, and this is the kind of information we're going to get out. Um, they should also be told that we that the organization has a good understanding of all, where all the, we call them crown jewels, where the most important assets are. Now, most of the time today, it's information. But moving forward, as we kind of touched on in, in the Internet of Things and just connectedness, um, it's going to come down to assets that may be actual physical things because there are safety implications if you don't protect things. Uh, so that's something just to think about. And then just thirdly, how are we going? Mm. The common question for the board is, okay, well, I know what the key threats are, uh, what are we doing about it, uh, how are we doing right now, and when are we going to know when we're done? Well, for the board, they'd obviously look at investments around cybersecurity and technology. Yep. Have you got a flavour on what organisations are usually spending um, in terms of a percentage of, of OPEX or, or CAPEX? or What sort of numbers do you see in terms uh, of percentages, would you say? They vary across countries, yep. uh, and it can be anywhere from... 3%, which is of, of the IT budget, yep. uh, up to about 10, 15, 20%. So uh, I don't think that there's arguments for what's appropriate and what isn't. And I think, so, so for example, a company that's spending $2 million, that might be the appropriate amount for them versus one that has a, a lot higher risk profile, like a bank, where they need to spend a much, much more than $2 million. So I think it comes down to the, the risk profile and, and what's appropriate in terms of percentage for, for them to spend on the controls and the people and the processes that they need to, to you know, raise their cyber maturity and then lower their risk profile and risk exposure. I mean, maybe my, my closing comment, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit if you like, but one of the other issues is getting people to care, and we sort of touched on that, is getting people to take responsibility. But um, how do we get people to care about this subject more? Yep. Uh, number one, make it personal. And I don't mean in a negative sense. I mean, and it's back, back to that whole point around translation. You need to answer the so what question. So anytime you're trying to tell someone something about cyber, before you tell them, you need to go, okay, what is the so what from their perspective? If you can answer the so what question, you have that much better chance of getting them to care and getting to understand where they're coming from. And there's a certain level of empathy there and understanding... Where, where, where the buttons are for them to actually uh, go, okay, I, I feel the pain, I feel why this is important, and I agree we need to do something about it. Well, thanks again, Ian, for joining us. Ian Yip is from McAfee. He's the Chief Technology for Asia Pacific. Um, it's always great to see you at ANZ, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks a lot, Ian. No worries. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes On Air. Blue Notes On Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. 